I'm Sophie. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Hallmark Remarks. Hallmark Remarks. Ba-na-na. Where we go deep about shallow movies. Where we talk all things Hallmark, dating, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to a, another week of Hallmark Remarks. Um, what's up? <laughs> I didn't have any cute Bonjour, intro. everybody. <laughs> it is with the deepest pride and greatest pleasure. <laughs> and greatest pleasure. That we welcome you tonight. Welcome. Let us put up a chair. Our guest. Oh, I did that show my senior year of high school, and I always joke that that was like, like those were the glory days for me. Not necessarily that I peaked in that moment but like i i have such fond memories of that experience my senior year of high school and so anytime i just have a really soft spot for beauty and the beast and like i could probably still recite like the whole show to this day (laughs) oh yeah i actually was just talking to her and her friend today Haley and her friend today about um like getting involved in clubs but i was saying i don't remember like specific class classes that I had or class periods Mm -hmm. um when I think of high school I think of like the clubs I was in the plays that I was in the sports I was in like those types of things and it's that exact thing you just said because you have this like all the hard practice obviously you kind of remember here and there but like the moment you're on stage like that's your it was memory that you like hold on to sometimes I wish that I had that level of like dedication or the energy level that I had to dedicate to something so strongly as I did to like the musical my senior year of high school. Um, yes. Cause I also played, Belle. but I want nothing else from high school. No, <laughs> oh, of I, course you did. yeah, I played bell. <laughs> so like, of course I was like very committed. Um, but I just like, I don't know what that would translate to in adult life of being able to like fully dive into something with like such determination and like focus. And I was like, so excited to do it every single day. And then, now I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> not to be like, like sad about it, but I'm just like, I don't know the no. adult equivalent. Oh, no. That. Like yesterday, like yesterday, we'll, we'll get to the movie in just a second, guys, we promise. Um, <laughs> but yesterday I was like up at nine, getting stuff done, getting chores done. Um, Haley wasn't up until about lunchtime. And so I was like, and she needed to mow. And I had a couple of errands I needed to run, but I don't like to be at, away from the house when she's mowing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so waiting for her to get that done, whatever. And it was about 2.30. I'm, like, heading out. I had two errands. Mm-hmm. I had to drop off some dresses that I bought from Amazon at Kohl's, and then I had to go and pick up one item from Lowe's. Yeah. That's it. One little item. And I, like, was sitting there going, like, all right, so if you can do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to hype yourself up. Like I was, like, so tapped out. I was, like, uh, I'm so over it. Or when you complete <laughs> the smallest amount of tasks, I just feel so accomplished, which – is a good thing i love the feeling of like the accomplishment but then if i really look at it i'm like oh you did two things it's like yeah the the sound on instagram reels and tiktok where it's like it's like a reward (laughs) yeah i always give myself like a coffee after doing like answers so funny two emails and running the dishwasher Yep. Yep. It's the worst. We, we, I would say we have a Starbucks on campus. We have two Starbucks on campus, Mm -hmm. um, where I work. And if I have done absolutely nothing the whole day, or if I have done so many things the whole day, I'm like, I need a Starbucks. I need a Starbucks. (laughs) I need to treat myself. Heck. I, uh, I'm a Dunkin' Um, girl. If I have Dunkin' Rewards, I'm like, you know what? I just need a Dunkin' Reward. Mm. I just need a cold brew from Dunkin' and I call it a day. 
I hate to be that girl, but I think Duncan is so gross. Like I've tried so many different yeah. Duncan variations. No, I've and had a lot of bad ones. I I lucked out with the one yeah. that's close to my work. Like they always do it really uh, good. So I'm kind of partial to that Duncan because then I have been to other ones around me and they just they fall short no matter how many times I go. So maybe I just lucked out with like my local yeah. Duncan right Sounds next like to work. Um, so I'm I'm very fortunate <laughs> to have gotten a good <laughs> Duncan Donuts barista. <laughs> That's the kind of privilege that is acceptable. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to get into the movie. The reason we started off with a little bit of French, a little bit of Belle, a little mm-hmm. bit of Beauty and the Beast and being our guest is because the movie that we watched this week is called Summer Villa. Yes. And it is set in, I think, like southern France. I would um, And so we have another French setting movie I know. and i'm really digging them like i know i i like them because they're not in paris yeah uh, i think that's kind of overdone you know paris is a city of love and yeah. you're just like okay, we saw the one know, like city of paris movie and now we get the summer yeah. here's our cat yeah <laughs> i think that was a christmas movie right wasn't that a christmas movie last year the um where they like knew each other from like the past or something. I, I remember, remember the anyway. Paris proposal one, where they were like Why the am jewel- I blanking the with Alexa Penavega. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, yeah. That, a was that not Christmas? I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was. It wasn't a okay. bad movie. Well, while remember. you, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of dive into Summer Villa, and yeah. we'll just like discuss. But so it's a 2016 Hallmark movie. It stars uh, Hillary Burton as Terry Russell, and then Victor Webster as Matthew Everson. So Hillary Burton, depending on what you've watched, uh, she you either know her from One Tree Hill and or um, White Collar. So mm-hmm. there's like so- several things that she's been in, and she actually talks very highly of the Hallmark like world yeah. uh, and she's like like loves it um she she says like the sets are incredibly safe incredibly like you know above board and she even um she's on a, she has a podcast called drama queens with two of her co-stars from mm. one tree hill and she talks about how she's like i just like to hire people from one tree hill because we're all safe with each other <laughs> That's fair. um and so it's very like common for you to see like several several of her co-stars my only beef when she does that is sometimes they'll date each other but they're the different characters in one tree hill and they were like brother and sister-in-law in in one tree hill or something you're like no 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 ew it's hard to separate yourself from (laughs) something as iconic as one tree hill it is it's like it is yeah kind of always in that yeah yeah, but she was in um, White Collar, I think, like, a few seasons in. Um, really liked her in that, and that was after her One Tree Hill stint, and I'm kind of learning from the um, podcast kind of the timeline of things. But mm-hmm. um, And she talks highly of, you know, being on that set. But anyway, she uh, is one of my favorite actresses. Like, I've always yeah. loved her, and she's just – she has a really good grip on what she's doing on set. And then Victor Webster was, uh, he's on several things, but he was the um, husband in the third and sixth uh, Veil movies, Wedding Veil Mm -hmm. movies. And his wife, you know, fiance and then wife um, was Allison Sweeney's character. So So if anybody needs to come. He's a chef who likes blondes. (laughs) But I was, yeah, I must say he was a chef in that one with a blonde, and now he's a chef in this one with a blonde. Um, and I actually, I don't remember which was first. I, this one might be first. This because I think 20, the Wedding Veil movies were... 2016 16. this one, yeah. Uh-huh. So and I think Wedding Veil movies were like 2018 and then 
like recent, recent or 2020 and then recent yeah. yeah they probably saw him in this one Anywho. and were like you know what he plays a good chef <laughs> he looks good in a white whatever <laughs> a white chef's chef coat. coat thing <laughs> put that man <laughs> in a white chef's coat from now on seriously okay so hillary burton plays terry russell victor webster he plays a character named matthew everston um so it's about a celebrity chef who is getting over a bad review and a romance novelist who can't seem to get her next book started they get set up on a blind date it does not go well at all because terry is uptight and matthew is a womanizer slash flirt i love how they did that scene he's literally yeah that was (laughs) it was so funny i'm just gonna say it now i'm gonna say it now this movie top tier oh my gosh so good there are like i sat there and i went I sat there and went, I think I have, like, one or two notes of just nitpicky stuff. But otherwise, no notes. Like, this movie That's, did so well in every single yes. scene that they did. Yes. I I won't give you my rating yet, but I, same. I'm, like, so excited yeah. to talk about this. Yeah. Do you want to describe the scene um, when they, like, the restaurant <laughs> so moment, blind funny. date? So, like... Basically, um, Terry is at the bar and then like this other really pretty blonde lady is like a seat away from her at the bar. And then Matthew starts making eyes in their general direction. So it was one of those things. It's like you can't really tell who he's looking at, but he looks like he's looking at both of them. So it was like kind of set up to be awkward. So Terry's kind of like making eyes at him as well. And then he goes to the blonde next to her and starts striking up conversation with her but asking her questions because he thinks that that's Terry, but Terry is sitting right behind him answering his questions kind of like sarcastically to no one. And it's so <laughs> funny. It's like, so what do you do? Oh, I'm a writer. Like, what do you do? Oh yeah. Like your sister said this and blah, blah, blah. And she's just drinking her wine and like talking to nobody, but answering his questions. And then like he said something along the lines of her being a writer or her name. And the blonde lady that he was talking to was like, what do you, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, and a fan, a fan of Terry Russell's walks yeah. up <laughs> so and was like, Oh my gosh, you're Terry Russell. I'm a huge fan. You know, whatever of your books. And then she kind of like looks at him yeah, and then looks at the fan and starts talking to the fan. And he like puts two and two together and like slowly turns and was like, Oops. but he doesn't even say anything <laughs> to the lady he was talking to. He just completely turns around and starts talking to Terry. No, he does. Oh, he does? No, okay. he said, he goes, Oh, he basically was like, my bad. Oh, okay. Nice I didn't catch And like that. turns around. And, like, just but she just around? has this look on her face of like, like what the junk? <laughs> it was so funny. I love how she acted. She's a fantastic actress. Like every mannerism that she had made it. She was so good. And then the, like the way that she kind of like put some sarcastic like humor into it so that it wasn't like this overly dramatic, like mortifying experience. She was just like, oh, yeah so like your sister said blah 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 but answering nobody and it was the best yeah well and he turns around and goes uh i'm sorry and you're thinking he's gonna be like my bad you know she all she told me was blonde and what you know a top you'd be wearing and we would notice they're both wearing similar tops you know like uh, that's what i thought he was gonna say nope turns around and goes ah sorry i just didn't even notice you yeah 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 and she was like oh okay (laughs) Like, yeah, she goes, that makes me feel awesome. But in the scene prior, she's like standing at her, or she's at her um, house and not writing her novel. And her daughter's like listening to music downstairs. And she walks in to her bedroom and her friend Jessica is over and they're talking and her daughter's giving her attitude. And 
She's like, just because you don't have a life doesn't mean I can't have a life, mom. You know, she's like whatever. 15. <laughs> and then she's like, I have a I have a blind date tonight. And she goes, you should go wearing that. And she's wearing like a robe and slippers. And even the way that her eyes like shift and her hair, like the way she kind of works with her hair. Yeah. And like she kind of taps her heels together, a little Dorothy action with her slippers on and like looks at herself and just kind of like rolls her eyes a little bit and goes, maybe I will. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so good because... A lot of times we see it, it's overdone. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe I will. And they're like whipping their head around. And Hillary just does it very subtly. So perfect. To where you're just kind of like, you're just matching your daughter's turd nugget You're just energy. matching <laughs> her energy. And like, I want to be best friends with you at the same time. <laughs> I really do. I do. Um, okay. So, uh, where am I? Um, so what they got set up by, it's Terry's publicist and Matthew's sister. Same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, I forgot what her name was. It's like Laura or Lorraine or something like that. Um, but she gets to hear from both of them how terrible the date went. <laughs> but in that conversation, which that was really funny because, um, Terry is in her office going, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. And then the publicist is like, I'm sorry. I know that he's like a big old flirt, but he also, it's because he hasn't met the right person, which hate that line. But, right. um, he's you know, she's like, guy. he's actually a great guy. He just needs the one, you know, whatever. And then he calls. Because that that night um, that he was on the blind date, there was a critic, a food critic there, and he like kind of gave Matthew a piece of his mind, saying like, "There's no heart in it. Like mm-hmm. this, it was really stale. It wasn't good." And so he's calling his sister to complain about the bad review, but it sounds like he's originally complaining about Terry. And the sister puts him on speaker, speaker. which I was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" Does not tell Terry's hearing what he's having to say. Then she goes, wait, what are you talking about? Because I'm talking about Terry. And he goes, oh, Terry. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, she was so uptight. And Terry's like, I'm not uptight. And it was so funny. (laughs) So good. It was done so well. Because it was also just funny. And kind of like, I would imagine as two girlfriends hanging out and then a guy calls, you're like, put him on speaker, but don't tell him I'm here. Like, it it was kind of innocent at the same time. But then she was like, I'm not uptight. I'm great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually a great time. Right. And you're like, that's so funny. <laughs> anyway, so um, during that conversation, the publicist was like, Where, how is your book? And Hillary was like, not written at all. Or Terry was like, it's not been written. And then she goes, I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to lose your publicist, your pub- pub- publishing deal if it's not done by September. And it was beginning of um, summer. And so uh, she suggests they, they have a, a summer villa or they have a villa in... Um, like a little French, you know, town, whatever. Provincial town. And so they're some our house. Yeah. And a small provincial (laughs) life. Um, And she was like, but you were going to spend the whole summer there. And she goes, nope, you need it. Go, go spend, you know, time there, which I was like, that publicist is way nicer than I will ever be. Twist my arm. Um, Send me to. Yeah. And Terry was like, Terry's like, what do I do? Because we also hear very subtly that she just got divorced or like Mm kind of is, Maybe not just got divorced, but recently divorced. Uh, and so she kind of mentions Abby, her daughter, her, t- her 14 or 15 year old daughter. And she was like, take her, which I love that because a lot of times it's like, leave her with her dad. And I'm like, for a whole flipping summer? Well, like, no, time. what you guys. Yeah. Well, and she's like giving you attitude. She needs to be around you more. more. You know, yeah. like that's not. So I love that she was like, take Abby, go to their, you know, go to our family's thing. Anyway, so she's she suggested that to clear her head, connect with her daughter, and work on the book. So they travel there. Daughter's like 
Mom, I have no bars. Mom, did you even see if there's Wi-Fi? Ugh. You yeah. know, this is the worst. You're ruining my life. Yeah. And, like, Terry's walking around the house like, oh, this place is amazing. <laughs> beautiful little, like, cottage style mixed with some modern yeah. touches. Like, really beautiful. I would say it was, like, cottage meets mansion. Yeah, um, yeah. Super cute. Everything. I really liked it. It was a mix of, like, um, some colorful, some neutral, yeah. so it wasn't, like, boring, it wasn't over the top, you know, it was just yeah. very pretty, um, but, like, oh my gosh, shocker, shocker! Oh my, who would have thought? Matthew ends up being there as well. <laughs> who who could have called that? Um, I know. He was kind of like, do I even like to cook, and do I even have the touch anymore, and am I good at this, you know, whatever, so yeah. he goes to the villa to clear his head, and he basically was like, no, you guys need to go to a hotel, like, sorry for the mix-up, but... So he calls his sister. I love this part. So he calls his sister, and Terry's trying to grab the phone from him and be like, what is she saying? What is she saying? And he's like, you gave away our villa? And she goes, Dad literally promised it to me the entire summer. Yeah. Yes, I gave it to my friend to use. You did not communicate at all that you were going to go use it. And I was like, that is a sister talking to her brother. That's like, so that true. is... It's so good. And then Terry gets on, and then they put it on speaker, and she was just like... Suck it up. There's nine, like, bedrooms. There yeah. are four bathrooms. You guys can coexist in this house. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Like, so good. You won't even have to see each other. But then my favorite part was that the camera pans out, and the whole time she was on, she was in, like, a board meeting or, like, a publicist meeting. And so she was talking to them during this meeting, and she was like, anyway, where were we? And I was like, yes, I love that. Like, woman at the head of the table, she had yeah. she, like, told her brother and her best friend, like, what's up? And then she was like, anyway, where were we? Back to work. Yeah, it was very, but it was also, like, not biachi, you yeah. know? So a lot yeah. of times, like, you've got just all these, like, kind of witchy attitudes and, and head, you know, getting getting your head involved into your attitude and and instead, she was like, grow up. Like, you guys can coexist. It, you'll be fine. You don't you know? even have to see each other. It's um, big enough. Like, just put her... You're fine. Literally. Literally. And then they look at each other and give each other rules, which were hilarious. Yes. He was like, um, do not dishwasher my knives and keep the kitchen clean. And she was like, do not talk. Do not speak before 2 p.m. because my <laughs> daughter will sleep in and yes. I'll be writing. <laughs> so funny. Their little, like, ground rules for coexisting are so yeah. funny. Well, and they, that they never honored. Um, never. So, anyway, they proceed to have the most hilarious time trying to live around each other. Abby, the daughter, is super messy in the kitchen. Terry is wandering around avoiding writing her book. And Matthew is stomping around everywhere angry at the world. <laughs> literally. Literally. Like, nail polish knocked over in the kitchen. The daughter. And this is where I think we learn that Abby kind of has an affinity for cooking herself. It's just like a lot of experimenting in the kitchen and making these like crazy recipes. And, um, we kind of learned that Terry doesn't really cook. She's just like gets snacks and takeout. And so Abby makes a comment. She's like, yeah, I usually have limited ingredients that I just throw together. So like you have all this nice stuff here. Here's a sandwich I made <laughs> like kind of right away. She was just like, you must be hungry. Here's a sandwich I made. And he was like, the presentation is awful, but I guess I'll take a bite. <laughs> and then, they're cute yeah. little like well friendship. i like i i was kind of on this border of like is abby trying to flirt with this like older man mm. I, and i didn't like that you know what i mean so i was trying to figure that out for a second but i i kind of it clicked with me that 
in the beginning when Abby first saw him, she goes, oh, my gosh, you're Chef Cupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're Matthew Evingston or whatever his last name is. And um, he was like, yeah. And she goes, yeah. Or she said something about she ate, you know, food at his restaurant. He goes, oh, yeah, what would you think? And she just kind of went, meh, and, like, yeah. walked away. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, ate and at I his went, restaurant. Oh, so, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, so I it feels very teenage, like, influencer, like, seeing an influencer. Yeah. As opposed to um, some crush she has, you know, and then also a little bit like attention seeking, not in the unhealthy way, but actually the healthy way where there's this thing that she really enjoyed in the sky that she could get like legit feedback from, you know? Yeah. And so then you just watch like all three of them connect in different ways with each other. So Abby and Matthew, they connect in the kitchen, but cooking, quote unquote, out there dishes, like always a little quirk to them. Um, And that quirk quirk usually comes from abby so like matthew might be teaching her here's how you chop this thing here's swordfish how would you cook it like what do you you know how do you do this and like you said the ingredients he has are like way more extensive than Mm -hmm. what terry usually has in her house um and so they like connect doing that and then matthew and terry they connect by letting loose and having fun together which is what both of them really need to do and the other helps them get there Um, And then Terry and Abby connect by having like some girl time together and just having fun and talking about their lives and decisions that they need to make. Yeah. And so a lot of times you're hearing like Abby will be really frustrated because her friend Jessica is hanging out with this other girl, Savannah, (laughs) Savannah, who's like this mean girl. Jessica and Savannah. Jessica and Savannah are hanging out without me. And they're like, so mad. So mad. So mad. Anyway, so she's either complaining to Terry or to Matthew, and both are trying to give, like, some advice, but Matthew tends to get, like, get through to her Mm -hmm. because Terry seems like she's a little bit all over the place because she can't, she's, like, lost confidence in her writing ability, um, is, like, confused about what she's, you know, supposed to be doing and how she's supposed to get, like, to this end goal of finishing this book. And so, understandably, she's a little bit, like, all over the place with Abby. Yeah. And then Abby is like, Mama, you don't care about the things that matter to me. Uh, and it's like, well, you're being a brat. Uh. You're being a 15-year-old. So, uh. <laughs> true, truly. But then Matthew, like, hears her, but he just kind of does that really nice thing that, like, if a mom did it, it's awful. But if a random person does it, where he would just kind of shrug and be like, doesn't sound like she's your friend. Yeah. You know, like, he would just kind of be like, well, you know, true friends don't, um, they can hang out with other people and still want to hang out with you. And that doesn't affect things or like mm-hmm. true friends, you know, just cause you go away for a little bit and come back. Doesn't mean that like you lose them as a friend. If they were your true friend, just very like one sentence shrug it off. And then he kind of moves on and yeah. she moves on with him. Like, yeah. and I was like, okay, sometimes us parents, like we need that other wise, you know, voice saying something either similar to us or just something that is wise yeah. because our kids will listen to that probably much faster than they will to us just because they hear us say yeah. crap all the time. Um, and then it's like, well, you don't understand. And Jessica's like the most important thing, like whatever. Whereas when Matthew's saying it, a, he's a dude, but also she like really cares about his opinion, yeah. you know, and other areas of her life. So I just really like that dynamic. But then Terry and Abby started noticing each other more, started talking yeah. about things more. Like Abby was kind of pushing her mom to put herself out there with, there was this local French dude, um, that she was going out with. And then she also wanted her to go out with Matthew. You know, like, so there was kind of these two guys. So they were having little conversations about that that were very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, good. And kind of let Abby not be in the spot, like, not spotlight, um, under the microscope, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> and yeah. so it was like good connection time for them. I liked it too. Cause anytime that Abby and Matthew had a scene together, they were usually doing some type of task like gardening or chopping or like cooking or something. And that is something that Abby was really interested in. And obviously they bonded over it. And so if he ever gave her advice, it was kind of like in the middle of like doing other stuff. And I feel like that is, that almost feels like a guy thing. Like, where guys like connect better either with other guys or just with whoever, if they're doing something else and it's not like a lot of emphasis put on the thing you're talking about. But with women, we like to really like connect a lot and have like moments where I think there's a time and place for both. And so I think it was cool to see the difference of like, he would be, he would just be like planting basil or whatever. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, true friends don't really care if there's time or distance, like a true friend will be there when you get back help me plant this. And she was like, okay. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And I think that's a really good point because, um, a lot of times people even say like, if you can have a conversation that may be a little bit tough or like you're asking a genuine question, be side by side instead of across from each other. Um, it really like takes away, um, the like you versus me. And instead is like, we're on the same team and takes away like the pressure. But I also like, it's really easy for us to spiral or circle back to the same issue. So like, I'm really stressed about my friend. Okay. And then you go down and it's like, and I think that we're not going to be friends anymore. And the reason why is because she's hanging out with somebody that doesn't like me and is mean. And, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my friend, you know, whatever. And then you say, well, it sounds like they might not be your actual friend, but also time will tell. Like, you know, just let things play out. You, you keep being you and you think done, right? Like you're like, okay, you know, and the person is supposed to just be like, yes, wow, that just changed my life and like move forward. But instead it's like, okay, I heard you. And I think what you said was legitimate, but I think I'm going to lose my friend. And then you like, just keep going back through that circle over and over again. And instead he said that. And then he like made her get up and help him with something. And that even can kind of like break that, that spiral. Yeah. I thought that was, I like took note. I'm like, maybe I should do that for myself. Just like if I'm spiraling, (laughs) just get up and do something else and it'll disrupt the pattern in my brain. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the whole, like, go on, you know, a walk when you're really, like, thinking through something. Let silence kind of play out. Let, you know, I love gardening, so I always like that. But, like, in January, it's like, what the heck am I supposed to do? Um, But anyway, so there are several conflicts. So the first conflict, because we all know, if they're, like, trending towards kind of liking each other and potentially dating, we all know that there has to be something that, like, breaks them apart or whatever but this one actually i will say this is another thing of like no notes the conflicts were legit Mm -hmm. um not too big not too little yeah you know whatever so matthew asks uh terry on a date and well he asked her to dinner and he said i want to take you to my favorite restaurant in the world so she's like, oh, and they both look really nice. He has a convertible mm-hmm. and she's definitely like in her nerves and he's kind of in his element, you yeah. know, so it's super cute. And then they get there and it's like his mentor is the chef you know, or like when he was a kid. And yeah. so it sounds very like what he is to Abby is what this guy was to him when yeah. he was younger. And so Renee or Renal, Renault, Renee, 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 I think it was Renee. Yeah, I think it's Renee. I think so. Was the chef. And. Um, it turns out that, like, his staff didn't show up that day and, like, he was really struggling. So Matthew goes into the kitchen when he comes out, like, to help. When he comes out, Terry's, like, up from the table, like, pouring wine, helping, like, waitress and stuff. It was so, – I, I loved, loved it. it. Well, they came home and kind of had that, like, where they're talking like this. Yeah. 
and then you know he said thank you so much for helping yeah 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 and it's like thank you so much for helping out the restaurant like it meant a lot to me and she was like yeah renee's amazing like i love uh the restaurant evangelines and you know like things like that and as they're talking he kind of like leans in and like hugs her you know like thanks for helping that was a passionate hug too it lingered (laughs) it was but also i found it incredibly awkward i was like well but like in a good way in a good in that um they don't know how to physically be around each other way you know um are we huggers are we like high fivers you know like that kind of it's vibe like, how do we act and around so, each other because like we haven't said anything right yet yeah right but like the sparks are there so you know they both are like kind of craving that like physical yeah. contact but that barrier hasn't been broken yet anyway so i i say that in a good way where i was like it was awkward in the normal everyday life that yeah. would have been awkward way and so they then break apart from their hug slightly and then they like go into kiss and the light turns on and i'm thinking uh the daughter knew, like, the daughter wanted this day, and she's kind of breaking up this moment, but she runs to her mom and is, like, crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, something happened with the, with the friends. And yeah. I was like, A, that was a legit moment. I, I loved that. Yeah. And then they're sitting there. Both of them are listening to her share about how both Jessica and Savannah are saying such mean things about her online, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is, like, heartbreaking. And it's like, um... Abby thinks she's too good for us and she's, you know, oh, she's off on some French vacation and she's now become a snob and mm-hmm. just mean girl. I yeah. was like triggered. I was like, oh. And like, same. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've, who hasn't been through something at least similar? Like with your friends yeah. just changing and hanging out with new people and you not being included. And then like, if they go so far as to say something mean about you on social media, or it doesn't even go that far, it's still painful. I was like, Oh my gosh, that is something I would have absolutely like been crying about at that age and wanted my mom to help me with like so much. I know. And I, I think it speaks volumes to the fact that she did go to her mom with it. Like didn't just hold it in and then explode on her mom. Like, you know, when it happened, I was like, man, that shows how much progress they've made mm-hmm. um, being on this vacation together that she wanted a comfort from her mom and her mom immediately was able to go, what's wrong? Like, you are center of attention, yes. you know, yeah. um, center of my focus. And then Matthew was the one, her, you know, Terry's kind of like, I'm so sorry. Totally fine. I think that that was appropriate. Yeah. Matthew was the one that just kind of was like, sweetheart, it does not sound like they're your friends, you know. But then Abby goes, I hate this stupid vacation. I didn't even want to come, you know gets up and runs off well the next day terry's outside writing and i was curious how this was going to work out i thought maybe abby's going to come down and say i'm really sorry my friends are dumb i'm glad we are here Mm -hmm. i thought maybe matthew was going to talk to abby to kind of get like terry and abby you know in a good place whatever well terry walks you know kind of was not able to write was a little bit in her head so she gets up and she walks inside and sits you know sees abby and sits down and abby's not really looking at her and she basically was like i I forgot the full speech but at one point she said friends will come and go boys will come and go you know whatever i thought but i am here forever let's be okay you know i thought that's what she was gonna say me too which is fine but instead she said but your passion is what like will stay yeah and this vacation has helped you realize your passion and has helped you like get close to matthew who has been able to help you with this skill and you know abby kind of slowly looks up and looks at her and kind of nods you know so she was able to like get her out of her i didn't even want to be here funk Mm -hmm. and i thought that was excellent because you you know you can there's times when you need as the mother daughter to work on your relationship in those moments like hey 
this vacation was actually good for us. But I think it was helpful to get her out of her funk about her friends. Because yeah. that is what it was. The funk about her friends. To say, you have discovered a huge passion thanks to this trip. Do right. not let them take away how important that is. Um, and that immediately helped her. I thought, man, that was great. So I, I, I didn't even see that coming. And then she said, and right now Matthew and Renee need help at the restaurant. Do you think you want to go help them? Yeah. And immediately, yes. And you know, I gets loved up. it because um, right before she left for like the dinner, quote unquote, not date. She kept trying to say it wasn't a date. Um, Abby was like, uh, she was like sitting on the bed. And then um, Terry comes out in her like red dress. And she's just like how do I look? Blah, blah, blah. It was like a cute little girl moment. But then, um, Abby was also like, I know that I was a brat in the beginning, but I'm like really happy to be here. So that was before she left for the dinner date. And then after she came back was when the drama with her friends and stuff happened. So like we, as the audience know that she's like happy to be there, but it's just like a setback. And so I love, I totally agree. I love how she got her back out of that funk because she already admitted she was happy to be there. So it was just kind of one of those that like, Hey, let's get you out of your head for a little bit. And that's had, like, kind of been working up until that point when Matthew was like, hey, help me plant this. Like, you know, let's do something. And so it, yeah. it just, like, elevated from there where she was actually in the kitchen, like, cooking. I thought that was such a cool escalation of, of Abby's little story, too. Yeah. And usually we only see, like, maybe one or two moments of, like, the side character, either yeah. the daughter, the best friend, the parent, like, whoever it is. Um, kind of have their little thing and you're like oh cool you mentioned literally one sentence about liking cooking and now you get to be a chef like yeah. or sous chef you know that's so good for you but then we actually got to see a really cool progression yeah you know of it and it's what helped a teenage girl deal with mean girl energy and just say I don't care like yeah this is what I need and all of us who have dealt with mean girls we were like yeah, yeah. like you can um, they talked in the beginning about bad reviews. I loved this conversation about um, Terry was like, yeah, I used to print out my bad reviews so and, pr and, and frame them so I could like prove them wrong or something, you know, and it was fair. She was kind of talking about it like how dumb. <laughs> yeah. And then Matthew was just like, man, I hate that a bad review can really get to you. You know, like just they were conversation conversating about that. Then fast forward several scenes and. Matthew's giving her advice about you can't let what other people say about you get to you. Yeah. So you're, you're as the audience going, Hey Matthew. Yeah. Um, you know, but I love how, you know, we got to watch like Abby, the teenager representing both Terry and Matthew in like their grappling of like, who am I and how do I do this? Whatever. And she just very cleanly was able to say, screw them. Like, I'm going to do this thing that I really care about because you guys believe in me. I believe in me. Yeah, and from that, they both got strength from Abby. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they they really did a good job of giving her a lot of depth. Like, they could have just made her, like, a, you know, one-dimensional little, like, 15-year-old girl. But they did a good job at writing for her and, like, setting up a character for her. And then the actress, I thought, did, her like, that character justice. Yeah. I, like, I really liked um, her. One of my very, very minute, very small notes were I loved the actress, I love what she did with the character. I love the writing for the character. Um, she did not look 15 even remotely. Like oh, no. Not even not a little at bit. All. <laughs> no. I was like, you're either eight. You're like 18 and up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're like obviously not. You're just like kind of right. short. <laughs> and I think it would have been cool if they had made her 16. Because I can't. I think in France, but I know um, most European countries, it's like 16 and up can drink. Yeah. So I was like, it would have been kind of interesting to see her even exploring like 
taking a sip of wine and being like, how do I use this? And he's like, do you even like it? She's like, no, but I just want to pretend like I'm cool. You know, like that would have been kind of a fun um, addition to it. But it's like, whatever, that actress crushed it. So that's not even going to be something. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there were three more conflicts. So Matthew and Terry were dating like, and I, I mean, one date each. Um, different people while they were staying at the villa. So John Luke was somebody that uh, Terry had met kind of out in the little village area. And then uh, Matthew, I forgot what the butcher's name was, but there was this female butcher that he was definitely flirting with, invited her over. But they both, like, saw the other person kind of with that, like, extra, you know, Mm -hmm. and did not like it. And did very odd, awkward things around them. Yeah. And it was very obvious to the other person, oh, you just tried to sabotage that. You know what I mean? And I loved that because sometimes it's like, what are you doing here? And then they're like, oh, uh, and they come up with something. And then later when somebody's like, oh, yeah, they like you. And the person's like, no, they don't. I'm going, they just, you just, you know that they just tried to sabotage your date. You were just spying on him and fell into the pool and said you were sleepwalking. (laughs) Yes. Fell completely clothed. At midnight into a pool. Yeah. And you claimed that you were sleepwalking. And. She's like, I must have been. <laughs> yeah. And he's just staring at her like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was so, so funny. It was very funny. And they, you know, I liked it too because the one date that they each went on with their respective other person uh, was very casual, very mm-hmm. chill. It wasn't like a cheating thing in my opinion. I kind of, you, you guys know we hate the cheating crap. Um, and it was very, uh, it helped them realize that they liked each other yeah. in their own kind of ways. So yeah. I liked that. Um, the third conflict, Matthew is called chef Cupid and he keeps flirting with single freaking women. Yeah. So it's like, they'll have this really great moment, but then she'll just kind of be reminded that he's a big flirt and he's like this womanizer and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that will kind of make her go back to being closed off. You know, so you kind of see that pretty consistently. And he he's one of those dudes where you're watching him going, you know, the charm you have with women. Yeah. But you don't know the turnoff it is to the ones that actually like you. You know, like that was kind of that interesting. You do know and then you don't know. Um, and he kept get hooking Terry because he would give her like all of his attention and they would have a really good time. And honestly, he was so different with Terry than he was with these other women. Yeah. But his charm was still there. It was just a different version. But then the moment that that attention turned to any other woman, she was kind of like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And then would just be like, Um, and that happened several times. And then at the very end, um, you know, they've kind of like they've realized I'll kind of explain something that happens at the end. But the fourth conflict is at the end. He gets his mojo back, you know, whatever. And there's a, like, these investors want to do this, that, and the other. And you're going to get this TV show where you're going to fly all over the world and cook for a single woman. And you're going to be Chef Cupid and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And he's like, yes, this sounds amazing. And it was right in front of Terry and Abby. And Abby's looking at Terry. And Terry's, like, holding, like, blinking back tears, you know. So that was the ultimate, like, we can't continue to be together conflict. And I'll explain kind of how it works itself out in the end but um right before that there's this cooking competition we had heard basically in the beginning of the movie and i was like oh that's how he's gonna get his mojo back yeah like (laughs) Like, it wouldn't be a hallmark movie without the cooking competition truly i was like is this christmas wow (laughs) we're so close (laughs) is it gingerbread oh no oh is it cookie no oh it's it's just regular food (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> so there's a cooking competition, and that helps Matthew realize that he can have fun and explore explore in the world of cooking again. He wins the competition and seems to recenter his life and priorities. And it was really cute because Renee and uh, Abby were like sous chefs for him. Yeah. Uh, and then in the end, his like arch nemesis, which was John Luke, which was the guy that Abby went on, or um, that Terry went on like one date with. Uh, he they're making the same dish, and. Matthew's like, what can I do? And he's kind of going, I need to make it different. And then he looks at Terry and he looks at Abby. And there was this one thing that Abby had made in the beginning of their little cooking endeavors, which was this like raspberry sauce. Mm -hmm. And he said, Abby, I want you to make the raspberry sauce. She goes, but what if you lose because of it? And he goes, who cares? I stopped like experimenting. I stopped taking risks. And that's my issue. If I lose, I lose. I don't even care. And I... I, I am not the biggest fan of these competitions that will change their lives. Like, if I win that money, it can finally open up this thing and, yeah. you know, whatever. I don't really like those because um, it seems a little bit like everything's riding on it and, yeah. you know, like, whatever. I like that what was riding on this was him getting his mojo back. It was yeah. him loving cooking again. Like, that's what was it was helping with. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it was like... A competition between him and John Luke for Terry, but not yeah. in a possessive way, but like in a, um, they just kept staring at each other. Like, yeah. Testosterone yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. was a secret ingredient in this cook-off. <laughs> yeah. And like Terry was no longer interested in John Luke, but they like made it personal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Luke was like trying real hard to make Terry interested. Um, there was, so they went on a picnic. I'm going to bring this up really fast and then I'll let you finish. Yes, please do. They went on a picnic. Um, cause, and that's another thing they were Terry and Matthew were very respectful to like the people that they had gone on a date with. It's not like they were, I think by the time they had gone on the date or started to go on the date, they realized that they kind of liked the other person, like, but they still were respectful to like that extra person that they were on a date with, if that makes sense. But so they're John Luke and Terry are on a picnic and John Luke is a huge fan of her. Like, as an author, he recognized her out in public and was like, are you Terry Russell? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's, like, talking to her about her book and the book that she's currently working on. And he was like, will you tell me about it? She was like, um, it's about this woman who spends her summer at, in a villa in France and, um, like, ends up falling in love. And he was like, oh, does, he fall, does she fall in love with a, with a Frenchman? She was like, no, actually, there's this guy who, like, has to live in the villa with her. It's, like, exactly their story that yeah. she's going yeah. through. Um, and so I thought that was... And John funny. Luke makes this sound where he was like, uh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I love that because it's almost like, not that they were poking fun at themselves, but Hallmark was, like, making it obvious that, like, she was writing a, ro- a fictional romance novel and like it was just somehow it was exactly her own story even though she wouldn't admit what it was um and it was just the plot of a fictional romance novel but that's the movie we were watching well i would say i'm so glad you brought that up because i was this was one of those areas where i was like do i like this or do i not like this and here's kind of how it played out and then i'll give my opinion mm-hmm. so Yes, she can't write a novel. All of a sudden, she gets some inspiration, which I love that part. And we find out that it's called Summer Villa, which mm-hmm. I was like, love. Nice little nod, Loki Hallmark. Um, love, like, I love a little, like, it's not necessarily breaking down, like, the third wall, but a yeah, little bit. It's just, you know? like, a little tongue in cheek. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. And then she uh, says that to John Luke, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I love this. Well, later in the movie, when she finishes, she has the transcripts in her hand. She walks downstairs, sits on the couch. And then that is when the publicist was like, 
Chef Cupid, you're going to TV show. He's like, yes. And she was wanting him to read the manuscript. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, wait, what did you want me to do? And she, like, talks about her back. And she's like, um, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it was so good. Nothing to show you. And then, and then she leaves it, which I was like, was that intentional? I think it was. Yeah. Um, she leaves it on her desk in her bedroom. Peace is out. You know, they leave, which their goodbye was very clear. Loved the communication. Yeah, they, so like, good. gave each other a sweet hug goodbye because she was just like, yeah. You're going to go back to being Chef Cupid and I'm going to yeah. go back to my apartment where yeah. I write about romance. And they both like were yeah. tearing up and hugged each other. And I was like, I love that. There was no I know. weird miscommunication trope. And like, it wasn't, ugh. wasn't friggin' Gabrielle and Troy. I got to go my own way. <laughs> and he's like, what the frick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I loved that she, okay, let me get, I'll get back to that. So we're going to put a pin in the goodbye conversation. Yes. She leaves her and Abby and she was like, hey, we're going to go and say goodbye to Renee, eat at his restaurant before we go. She leaves the manuscript. He doesn't know it, but he goes into her room all sad, sees the manuscript and he goes outside and he reads it. And I and then he comes and they were he was like, I read our story and I would like to know how it ends. They kiss. Super cute. Like, yeah, super cute. That's so good. And I was like, I, I would hate this. If it weren't for the fact that in the end, that is what made him kind of go, I really like our love story. Like, I like it. I I want us, I want the characters in the book, which he got into her books. That was so funny throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. He started reading, like, multiple of her books, and he was like, do not tell me what happens. Da, 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 da. Or if you need a new villain instead of Trevor. And she's like, how do you know about Trevor? <laughs> yeah, literally, they're having an actual argument. And she's like, wait, yeah. how do you know about Trevor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, but I love in the end that that is what helped him to say, I'm rooting for us. So therefore I'm going to make us a priority and like us happen. And I yeah. don't want this TV deal. I want like, I want, you know, you and Abby. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was so good. So I still am going to land on the side of, I wish that he was her inspiration for love and that she had written a book. Um, and then he like read the book and went, wow, like I, I'm just so attracted to you because you're so good at what you do. And I want, you know, somebody who cares about her passions. Like I care about mine. Yeah. I, I kind of would have preferred that, but because of how it all worked out, I was like, man, I still like it. You know, yeah. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, but to go back to the conversation. So they're sitting there talking about it and she, or she actually, um, calls, the her publicist aka matthew's sister mm -hmm. and was like i got my book done and she was like okay why are you so sad yeah and then she was like i fell in love with your brother and she went oh <laughs> she's like oh no <laughs> she knew yeah and i thought man that's kind of and and it wasn't like a bad mouthing her brother thing but yeah. because she was crying and i'm sure matthew had called her about the like tv deal or something she was kind of realizing and you guys can't be together and so she's like able to cry with her friend yeah. and then when matthew comes in and sees she's packing she goes well let's sit down and talk about this and basically was like yeah we had a really good time and this is a beautiful summer but you're gonna go and do this i'm gonna go do that exactly what you said you know you're you're chef cupid i'm gonna go write about romance and you know they were able to hug and she was like kind of teary-eyed and i sat there and i went i I, this is what I've been wanting because instead of this weird, you left without saying goodbye. So therefore I couldn't declare my love for you, but I wasn't going to cause I'm wishy-washy. And then now that you're gone, I realize I want you instead. It was, 
we we looked each other in the eye, recognized this, our lives aren't going to mesh correctly. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to work. And you need to be single for this TV show deal to happen. Like, that's just how it is. And they both left each other, you know, just said, okay, like, we're done. And in their own, like, in his way, she had fallen for him, for sure. He, we hadn't know, we didn't know if he actually was, like, willing to give up things, yeah. you know, for her. And then he reads the story and comes, you know, to find her and all that kind of stuff and was like, it's you, I want you. And I like that because we had a clean break and then we had a very clean and, like, um, a, a clean decision and commitment. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. it was, I am, we, we were not any, we were awesome. Then we were nothing. And now I'm saying I want us to be the whole thing. Yeah. And the speed at which that man read apparently an entire book. So impressive. Which looked to me like five entire chapters. It was like, like that. Novella. I was like, you guys couldn't have, you couldn't have gotten a few more stacks of paper just to fill that thing out a little yeah. bit. Oh my god. I mean, gosh. it was also double spaced. So like, <laughs> who knows? I don't know if she had to have the whole thing finished or maybe she only had a required number of pages due. I don't know how publishing yeah. things work. But like he the speed at which he read that they, they were still at dinner because he was able to get them at the restaurant before they went to the airport. I was like, that was, yeah, <laughs> I wish, I wish what had happened to make it more believable is like, they had the conversation. He said, when are you leaving tomorrow morning? Yeah. She had accidentally left the manuscript in the couch. He goes downstairs, sees it, stays up all night reading. Yeah. yeah. And then at breakfast, he was like, I'm in love with you. You know, right, like that right, would have right. been, but oh my gosh, that's the nitpicky stuff. That that's the like, if yeah. her actress didn't look like she was fifteen, and how the heck did he read that so fast? Those were like literally the two things that I was like, nah, about. Um, but that's so not plot murdering that I don't care. Exactly. It like th- our issues with it don't diminish from the overall plot at all. No, no, and I think. I wish that they had tied up one thing. So at the at the cooking competition, uh, okay, so Renee's like restaurant was awesome. Um but his like staff wasn't always there, so Matthew and Abby and Terry were like helping out. Then at the cooking competition when he wins, Renee goes, "I think it's time for you to take over my restaurant." And Matthew was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Super funny moment. And then in the end, Renee was like, yeah, I'm about to, re- I'm about ready to shut my doors. And Terry and Abby were like, why? And he was like, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I've led a good life with this, but I'm, I'm tired. You know, I want to be done. Yeah. And I wish it had been like an extra step where he came back and was like, Terry, I'm in love with you. Renee, I want to take over the restaurant. Terry, do you and Abby want to like keep staying here with me? Mm-hmm. You know, Abby, you can go to school here and I can teach you all the chef stuff. And she's like, yeah, my friends suck. I want to stay here anyway. Right. You know, like, I have whatever. In New York. <laughs> right. And then Terry and, you know, obviously they can go back and forth, whatever. And then Terry can say, yeah, I just need to write here. Like, I just need somewhere to write. Yeah. And then the only, only, only string I would have, like, said needed to be different was instead of divorce, dad had passed away. Yeah. Because then it would have been. Not this, like, my dad lives back here and my mom lives in France, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that could have made it, like, a really good from beginning to end, you know, thing. Yeah. And they could have stayed there. Um, or he might have even said, like, I'm going to stay here and get it a little bit more established with a different chef. Mm-hmm. And then we'll head back to New York or something. But I, I just kind of was like, I feel like that storyline never really got tidied up. 
Um, yeah. Like it could have been. Yeah, I feel like they, they left it to our interpretation and it was kind of like very heavily implied because I think he made the comment of like, yeah, I can cook anywhere. Um, yeah. But I would have liked the, uh, just a little conversation where where because when they had this beautiful like I love you moment, um, she was like asking, she was like, what about your show? What about your investors? Like bringing up real concerns and questions. Um, so in that moment, I wish that she would have been like, well, what about like your restaurant back in New York? Like blah, blah, blah. And then she, he could have been like, well, apparently I have a job here and you are more than welcome yes. to stay and write, you know, something like that. So yeah, I wish it would yeah. have just been like a little bit of dialogue. Um, yeah. But and then all Abby yeah. would have done is say, yeah, mom, I just want to stay here and do school here or something, yeah. which would have been kind of ridiculous, but yeah. I would have loved it. <laughs> I just want to be a child chef. <laughs> Yeah. Here in France. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, that's kind of when it hits. Like dude. if you like something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very minor. And I think what was left to our interpretations, we were, were probably right in, Yeah, you know, so I'm not too worried about it. And this was a couple, whether they were in France or New York, they were in the same place. So it wasn't one of those classic, like he's from the Midwest. She's from like some big city, you yeah. know, on the East coast. And it's like, how are you guys going to make that work? Um, instead it was like, well, you guys live in the same place, depending on where you guys Probably land. not uh, so, too far away, like neighboring boroughs or something, if you had a blind yeah. date that close. It's true. And it, yeah, that's very true. So I really liked this movie. Um, I was cackling at some points. The We talk about it a lot, and this is it, it's movies like this that make me go, see, Hallmark, you can do it. You did such um, a good job. <laughs> the dialogue... There, it wasn't awkward. The mm-hmm. pauses weren't, it, you didn't feel like they knew what the next line was going to be from yeah. the person, you yeah. know? And so, and I felt like Hillary Burton's character, like what Hillary Burton, the actress brought to it is exactly like her, yeah. you know, like what, what the actress meant to bring to it. What Victor brought to his character was what he meant to bring to it. Like they were their own entities. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of the movie that clashed a lot and we saw that and then towards the end of the movie we saw it meld you know and it just made a lot of sense and they were both older Mm -hmm. so like you know i love that part but the transitions the dialogue the even the scenes the b-roll of scenes was really good like she looked in the mirror and saw kind of her like drabby outfit and made like a face and clicked her heels together and it all was like actually really cute the chopping of stuff was really good It, it was just all the little details that unfortunately get lost in some of these movies that we really hate, um, were very, like, buttoned up, really solid, really clean, added to the movie instead of taking it away, you know, taking away from it. And it still was just an hour and a half. You know, it it still was the normal length. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, But I I fully enjoyed it. I looked at Haley and said, this was a hilarious movie. Like, she didn't watch it with me. She was with her friend. Mm -hmm. I'll probably have her watch it. Like, she'll probably love it. Yeah. And um, the fact that it's seven years old, like, usually some of the, like, the 2000 teens, I'm like, meh, it's hit or miss, you know, for Hallmark. Um, This one, honestly, it's in the nines for me out of ten. Me too. Like, I am so, I don't know what it would take for me to give a movie a ten out of ten, but when this one so like initial gut feeling of this movie when this movie went off uh, in my head I said that's a 10 out of 10 like yeah 10 out of 10 so like obviously we can find the little nitpicky things but if the nitpicky things it was hard. don't <laughs> it was hard and if the nitpicky things don't ruin the plot for me or like distract me so much in the moment 
that I get annoyed about it or I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, then it's, this might be a 10 out of 10 for me. Like, I think I'm going to have to give it a 10 out of 10. It was, it was pretty close. I, I definitely had that feeling at the end where I was like, oh, I miss them now. (laughs) Like I miss the characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was, so it's, it's a Sunday. We're recording on a Sunday. It's Sunday afternoons. I usually am like taking a nap or like really, really chill. Try not to do much. And I'm laying in bed have my laptop and I'm like watching it and I thought to myself if this is kind of a boring Hallmark movie I'll probably just fall asleep you know taking a nap it held my attention the entire time I cannot tell you the last time that I could say that about a Hallmark movie and guys I'm not trying to diss on Hallmark we really like Hallmark around here but I do usually distinguish between it held my attention versus I could cook I could clean I could kind of be in and out and still know Uh what's going on yeah um and i think like um magic of ordinary days was one of the ones that i was like no i basically just sat and watched Watched like the whole thing and that was a classic movie Mm -hmm. but a true hallmark kind of in the last decade hallmark movie um typically i'm i'm it's like on my tv in my living room i'm a little bit away in the kitchen chopping up something keeping an eye on things you know whatever um i'm not the most enraptured this one I was enraptured. So yeah. I, I don't know if I would say 10 out of 10 because I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know what would make me say that, but I'm definitely like 9.5 or up. Yeah. I like, mean, like it's really up it's there. It's so good. And it was surprisingly good. I had never. Yeah. So, so like magic of ordinary days I had heard of before knew it was really good. This one, you and I were just looking through movies and we were like, Oh, we like her. Uh, 2016. We haven't done a, a movie from around that time in a while. Let's do one of those. And it just took me off guard in the best way. Yeah, we stumbled into awesome. Mm -hmm. We really did. Um, The moments that I loved, like, when their relationship was, you know, kind of developing, they were flirting a little bit more. There were a few moments where I was just, like, blushing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, he's such a flirt. But, like, it didn't feel like he was being, like, a player. It was just like, oh, you were tall, dark, and handsome. Well, I must say, I would say he actually, I know what moments you're talking about. So I agree with you. I think mostly he is a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think people were actually okay with that. They, they liked being flirted with, but didn't want like a date either. Um, but I think he wasn't giving off like F boy energies. Yeah. Like it didn't feel like he was like, I want to sex you. <laughs> I think it was just like, I like the attention. Yeah. I like knowing I'm hot. You know what My I mean? Like that's the vibe. Was when he was like, Hey, do you want to go for a walk? Like, are you, do you need a break? Do you want to go for a walk? And they have this little romantic walk by the water. And there was like, he found like wild strawberries. And she immediately was like, I have to go right. <laughs> like, Which I sat there and I was like, mm? <laughs> what, was that like a little, like she's turned on moment, you know, like probably. that. <laughs> she was like, wait, yeah, I have to go put this in my book. <laughs> well, <laughs> like right now. but I love what I love about that moment. So she's in the, they had this tiny kind of like gazebo esque thing by the pool where she would usually write. And she had stood up to kind of stretch for a second and she gets a text from John Luke. And he was like, Hey, do you want to go wine tasting today? This was after their picnic. And she responded, no, I need to be writing all day. Sorry. And then like right behind her, um, Matthew walks up and he was like, Hey, are you doing anything right now? Do you want to go on a walk? And she goes, I'd love to go on a walk. She had like a flower in her ear, yeah. like, like tucked behind her hair. And she like turns yeah. and it was this moment where like from his perspective, he probably like, like she looked so beautiful. I was like, I'm like, I started watching this movie before work this morning, and then 
I was like, I can't wait to go home and finish that movie. Like, I know. Yeah, that's a good a sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. So I think for me, like 10 out of 10 would be I want to buy it on DVD, Fair. you know, to have it. And yeah. I think I said that about a movie in the spring. I need to look up what, which one it was um, where I was like, no, I'd, I would rewatch this like not all the time, but, yeah. you know, several times. And with Hallmark movies, I don't tend to rewatch them. Uh, They tend to be enough where I'm like, oh, I enjoyed that. And then like move on. So I don't know if I would hardcore rewatch this, but I definitely want to have Haley watch it. I think she'll really like it. Yeah. Like I definitely want to tell my mom to watch it. Like I want to personally tell people to watch this movie. Yes. So uh, highly recommend it. You guys, I think that you will really enjoy it. And there's just some swoon worthy moments. Yeah. Um, the sarcasm is really solid. It's not like this witchy stuff. Oh, you know, I'll say this one thing. There's one note and it was his agent was not my favorite. Yeah. But also I got really weird. I, I like, I don't think the writing for her was very good because you're kind of given this, like she, they dated. Mm-hmm. So that was weird. You know, she said, Oh, is that why we didn't end up together? Or, you know, didn't work out. And I was like, ew, that's weird. And then, Fast forward to she's realizing that like Matthew and Terry kind of have a thing. And then she was like, you know, he's called Chef Cupid for a reason. He's not going to stick around. So super kind of like undermining. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, OK, but didn't feel witchy about it. But also I was like, that's not a cool move. To you know, me, don't be like that. I got the vibe that like he's her meal ticket as well. Like she yes. doesn't make money without him. So he has without him being Chef Cupid. Exactly. So he she's like trying to make sure that he keeps that up. Yes. For her sake. Yeah. So then, yeah, so you're kind of getting, yeah, I definitely got that vibe. And then he walks in after reading the manuscript and was like, I got to go and I'm not doing the TV show. And she's like, what? All because of this girl that you think you're in love with. And then he goes, he kind of was like, I just have to go. And then she goes, wait, Matthew, I'm really happy for you. Right. That took me off guard for sure. And, and I was, was like, what? he was like, he didn't even say that, like, I don't think he said thank you. He just said, bye. <laughs> like, yeah. He like door. nodded and yeah. And I, I think the agent kept ticking him off because she wouldn't tell him like the, this big food critic was going to be at his dang restaurant. So he was like, I need to make a good impression on these food critics. And then brings that same food critic to the competition. Didn't tell him ahead of time. So he's like, what the heck? So I, I kind of was like, are you guys trying to make it like we don't really like her? Are you trying to make it like she is in love with him and doesn't wants all these girls to back off? Is he her meal ticket? Like, I was like, it was a little bit too all over the place. Like, they were trying to make her be too many bad tropes yeah. that it didn't land on any of them. Um but once again, did not distract from the plot because you just kind of didn't like her at the end of it. Like, you're just kind of like, eh, whatever, and you're she's annoying. she's in the beginning and she's mostly in the end. So, like, the chunk yeah. of the movie where we didn't have her was, like, overshadowed The best part. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So, that's the only, those are, like, the only notes, quote-unquote notes that I have. But mostly, I think you're going to really love this movie. Yeah. Uh, I definitely did. Emily definitely did. And if you do, please DM us on Instagram and let us know your thoughts. If, if you do watch it, even if you don't love it, um, let us know your thoughts because we would absolutely love to hear them. But yeah. 9.5 to 10 is kind of our rating scale for this movie. It's yeah. Good one. Unexpected. Which you guys know. I think the last movie we watched, what was it? Um, the Spring Breakthrough. I think we yeah. gave like a three. <laughs> So we just went from one end to the other. <laughs> major, major improvement. So I'm curious where we're going to land next week. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. So next week's movie is Fit for a Prince. 
Um, we're gonna see how we like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, watch it. Watch it ahead of time if you don't like spoilers. Uh, wait to hear if it's worth your time uh, by listening to our next week's episode, and then give it a watch if we like it. Yeah, I'm curious how that one's gonna how that one's gonna go because this one was is a lot to top. So we'll we'll go from there. But yeah, I want to hear everybody's thoughts on this one. I really enjoyed it. Um, Sophie, do you have anything fun coming up this week before we record again? I do. So we, Haley and I are going to go see Thomas Rhett in concert. Oh my gosh. And he's one of our favorite country artists. And this was a birthday gift to her where we're on the floor. Um, so back in April, I gave it to her. Mm -hmm. I love that. So we're doing that this week and the next week is Jonas Brothers. So they just (gasps) happen to be back to back. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I've been avoiding as many like videos as I can. Cause I'm like, no, I don't want to see Like I just want to have like virgin eyes to it. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we've got going on this week. And Cole Swindell is opening up for him. So any country music uh, fans, you know, we're going to have a good time with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you doing with like recovery and everything? I feel so much better. It took about five days before I noticed that I was then improving. Like, for four to five days, I just felt like I was existing and it wasn't getting any worse. But then like day five, six, and now um, I think Tuesday the 19th is like two weeks post-op for me. So like I've just been steadily improving. Um, I had a really busy week last week at work and then this week is going to be probably busier because we have an event coming up on Saturday. It's going to be a client appreciation event. So it's going to be really fun. And it's only one day, which is not bad. It's like three hours out of the day. Um, but you know, it's always the prep behind the scenes stuff that takes months. (laughs) So that'll be fun though. And then like we have a photo shoot coming up on Friday for our holiday marketing materials. So I have this really pretty like green dress that I got. Um, so we're going to start to get into the holiday spirit a little bit on Friday. Like, we'll have presents and a tree and like taking our holiday photos. Um, so that's gonna be fun, but yeah, it's just, I love that makes me so happy. (laughs) Um, feeling a lot better. Like energy wise is, is crazy. The fact that I can sit like crisscross applesauce and like (laughs) sit on the floor and get up without a problem, you know, little things like that. Um, I feel really good. And, um, I get to start choreographing at the studio this week like I'm working on a really uh a really exciting piece of choreography with uh like 26 dancers ranging from like age six to age 16 so wow I'm assuming like different skill levels and everything yeah yeah and it's the competition number so like it's gonna be all over the place as far as ability levels and like a lot of groups running on and off stage and a lot of things happening on the stage at one time, but different things are happening. And, um, I'm really excited because I have never had the opportunity in all of my years of dancing and teaching to choreograph something like this, like a piece from start Ah, to finish. Yeah. That is all my own. That is, that is a style I love. That is a concept that is all of my, all my own. I'm picking the costumes, the makeup, the hair. Like I get to just be the full producer of it all. And, I didn't think I would be this excited about it, but of all my years of performing, like I, there's so many things that I've learned that I want to put together and create with. Um, so I'm just happy that I'm feeling better and I get to do that. So amongst the chaos of everything with like work and just, you know, life chaos as it is, um, there's some really exciting things happening. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just have to remind myself, like, take it 
day by day yep. and enjoy yep. the things that are supposed to be fun. Like in my mind, I'm like yep. choreographing and like doing this is going to be fun for me. It's going to be challenging, but so fun. So like, remember that it's fun even when you get frustrated and then it'll be okay. <laughs> and like, I love well, my and job. It's, yeah. <laughs> I would say that's a good reminder because um, there are mundane things that we do that take up our time and zap our energy that are understandable for us to be like annoyed with and ugh, why do I have tos and whatever. And unfortunately, that attitude can spill into anything that's just like inconvenient. It's contagious. And you're like, yeah, it's. I would say it's inconvenient for me to, I don't know, work with kids um, on dancing, but I want to. Like, I want to do that. So yeah. it's a good reminder to just go, hey, like, check yourself. I crave this time with these kids. I cannot wait until this is finished and I'm going to record it and I'm going to post it. Yes. And it's going to be so good. I'm going to be so proud of it. Um, but yeah, so until then, it's just normal daily stuff. And then. I need to give my cat a bath because poor, poor dude is over here. <laughs> just, I'm like, you need a little like skin treatment or something. This little guy uh, is yeah. scratching himself. But you know, motherhood. <laughs> motherhood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we don't have much else beyond that. You guys, uh, honestly, we both just got on and said we, we really liked this movie. So we're just going to gab about the movie the most of the episode. Yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week and we will definitely catch you guys next week. Make sure you watch fit for a prince. Um, if you don't want to hear spoilers ahead of time, mm-hmm. or like I said, wait to watch it to hear our thoughts, uh, but we'll definitely catch you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Thanks again for hanging out with us here at Hallmark Remarks. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review so our podcast can find its way to new listeners who can join in on the fun. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Hallmark underscore Remarks pod and on Pinterest at Hallmark Remarks. That's where we'll not only post about movies we'll be reviewing, but also keep you up to date on our lives and other exciting things. And if you have movie suggestions, thoughts, or want to send us pictures of your pets, email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never forget that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.